0: This is the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald, where we exist to move church forward and have the conversations that every team needs to be having.
1: Team Church, welcome back to the Team Church Podcast. My name is Brandon Stewart, and I'll be your host today. Uh, We have created this space to have the conversations that your team needs to be having. So uh, welcome, we're so glad you're here today. And uh, our goal is to get the conversation started and then let you take it home and finish the conversation with your team. So glad you're here today, and I'm joined with Coach K again.
2: So happy to have all you guys today. This is going to be a great session.
1: This is going to be so good. We have a great topic lined up. Uh, Before we get there today, I want to remind you that Team Church One Day is coming up early 2020. You're not going to want to miss our events in Houston and Vancouver uh, plan to join us hit the Conference.com. we would love to have you in the house come on
2: Canada come on Texas
1: it's going to be such a great event it's
2: going to be awesome I we, can't wait to be in Houston we're Houston first right? that's and correct and then we're over at uh, Vancouver Canada. that's right it's, yep. it's,
1: those events are always so great so we hope you'll bring your team don't come alone and uh, plan to join us at Team Church one day. Also, before we get into our episode today, we had another great Team DNA story come in, just a, a story of what God is doing in the life of a team, a part of the Team Church tribe. So let's check out this story.
0: Hi, my name is Jake Mullen, lead pastor at Home Church in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. And one of the things that's said about our church and also our team is that we're funny. Now, that's not just a Canadian thing, I don't think. I think that's a healthy thing to have fun together and tell stories. And so oftentimes in our meetings, the first five minutes, 10 minutes, sometimes it even ends up being a few more minutes than that, is telling a funny story of something that happened through the week. What this does is it allows us to be vulnerable, to have greater relationship on the team, and then it spurs on creativity. Meetings sometimes can be places that people don't want to go, but in our church, I want meetings to be places that they do want to go. Not that they're long, not that they're over the top, but that they're fun and creative. I hope this helps you and your team move church forward.
1: If you'd like to give your team a shout out and share your team DNA story, why don't you reach out to us on teamchurchconference.com share your story. Uh, We'd love to pray for you. We'd love to hear what God is doing in your church and potentially feature you on an upcoming episode. Well, today, Pastor Kevin, we're going to get into a very vital, very, very necessary conversation today on positive transitions, positive transitions. In fact, I believe this can be a game changer for someone listening today.
2: Absolutely. Uh, This is something that is critical in the life of your church. I mean, bad transitions can destroy a
1: church. Absolutely. And uh, I guess... Good ones
2: can build a church. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Getting us started on this idea, I think I've met some leaders along the way that are hoping to get beyond the transition they're in and hopefully not have to lead anymore and just kind of set it and forget it sort of a thing. But I... I feel like, and you can talk to this for a second, as a lead pastor, you may lead more transitions uh, in church than you realize. That Transition is something that may always be with us. You never
2: get beyond transitions. And the, the, more, the, the sooner you make friends with transition mm. and make a decision that I'm going to be good at transitions and we're going to have positive transitions. I want to make... Every transition, a good one. Like the sooner you get your mindset there, um, the healthier you'll be, the better you'll be. You'll stop dreading transitions. You'll believe that every transition is working for the good uh, Sheila and I definitely would have had a day when we thought we're going to get our dream team and then we're going to lock it down. It doesn't happen like yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Um, life isn't that way. So
1: so we hope today will help everybody listening for us to have the right mindset, whether you're in transition or ones maybe on the way yep. uh, that you don't see. Uh, we we can and we should get this right. So our first thought for everyone today when it comes to positive transitions is this. Talk about transitions before you're in one.
2: You have to talk about it. If you don't talk about it, you get to it and then you're reacting out of the emotion involved in Mm. the transition. Um, How you feel in the moment kind of takes over and it governs and it's going to be clumsy at best, going to be awkward. So we like to talk about transition like we're doing right now. Uh, before we ever get there, like imagine ourselves in it. How are we going to act? What decisions are we going to make? And most of all, that we are going to be positive and have a positive transition that transitions don't have to be negative. Like that's the big thing. Like they don't have to be negative. They can be positive, but they won't be unless you talk about transitions before you're in one.
1: But I think this first point already brings us to the place where this conversation is odd that you're saying I should talk about, tra- I'm good. You know, I, I, I'm not in transition. You're saying I should talk about it. Now that's exactly the point right? that we actually have to set our minds in advance yep. for if transition ever comes my way,
0: well,
1: this is how I will respond. I
2: mean, think about it. When you get on an airplane, what's the first thing they do? They tell you, in the case of a crisis. That's right. This is what we're going to (laughs) do. Please watch and listen. And they're doing that for a reason. Our children uh, are in school right now and they're being taught what to do in the case of a fire. Like So transition falls into the category of something that can be really tragic unless you prepare for it. So that's what we're saying.
1: That's so good. And... Matthew 12 and 33, Jesus said this, make a tree good and its fruit will be good. Make a tree bad and its fruit will be bad. So transition is often like a pressure cooker. I mean, Mm -hmm. would you agree with this? It's often, there's pressure when it comes to transition and whatever is on the inside of us will come firing out. Right, right. If it's good or if it's bad, what is in you, what you have stored up in advance? So
2: you get enough good information about transition in your heart and your mind before there is one. You get positive about transitions before there is one. Not only yours, like other people on the team. If you think that your team is supposed to continue to be like it is right now, you are mistaken. People are going to move on. Life Life changes. There's things that are gonna and that's not always bad. In fact, most of the time it's not bad. But we talk about it, we get ready for it, and we know that the person we next to, we work next to might be moving on. The person we serve under might be moving on. Uh in our church one of the I'm most proud of is how many people have at one point or another worked for the church, been on our team, and are not on our team today but are still really plugged in totally. to the life totally. of our church. I mean, there are a
1: lot of those kind of people,
2: and I just think that's a sign of maturity and health in our church.
1: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more with that. Our second thought on positive transitions today is this, and this is specifically talking to maybe a lead pastor right. uh, watching, and that's this, don't be on the sidelines when it comes to transition, lead it. Yep. Don't yeah, be on the don't, sidelines. You don't
2: observe it. You jump out in front of it. So... Immediately, uh, whenever the trans I-, I have one this morning. Actually, um, I was <laughs> notified this morning of a transition just wow. beginning with a t- with a team member. Wow. It's all good though; like it's not bad. Good reason behind it, etc. But um, I-, I immediately gave the direction to say, "Okay, got it. Now here's what I'd like to do. I'd like to." push the pause button. I'd like to, I'm, I'm making this up now. I'm I'm yeah. trying to help everyone watching. I'd like to have a few days to think about it. I'd like to meet this afternoon if possible. I'd like, you know, just get yourself in the mix as a leader and own it. Don't think you can sit on the sideline and everything's going to go good with the transition. Leaders have to lead transition. So, Um, The individual doesn't really know what you want them to do unless you tell them, unless you lead the way. I always tell people on our team, hey, let me I've been through this a lot uh, and I want the best transition for you. I'm thinking about you. I'm thinking about your family. I want you to still be happy, excited to be in our church if this is where God brought you. um, But let me lead the way. Let's not let's just avoid potential. Uh, pitfalls in the process of a transition. So I I get out there and I lead it. And that's what I would encourage every leader to do.
1: I think there's a tension here, though, that I'm fascinated by with lead pastors. And that's that on one hand, um, transition requires you to be decisive and requires you to... But you don't want to make snap, you know. don't want to be too... So it's okay. Being decisive is sometimes pushing the pause button, but, but being decisive, leading it, you know, on the other hand though, you can't, you can't avoid it. So, right. You know, and, and it's, it's not going away. Right. If you don't look at it. <laughs> and uh, so take the minute you need to get your head clear, but don't avoid <laughs> it. I mean, do, do you see leaders wrestle through that tension, those ditches on either side of the road?
2: And hopefully we're helping today. Hopefully yep. we're giving some ideas um, of what a pastor can do to lead it and then what the individual team members can do when they're in a transition. Um, So I I would just say to pastors, there's communication. How do you want it? And when do you want it? Hmm. Start thinking about that. What would you like this individual to do in the meantime? Say to them, hey, I I don't want you to share this with anyone else. Um, Right now, I'll get back with you. We'll talk about when, where, how we communicate it. Let's get on the same page um i'd like to know some more things about the decision that you're making how it affects your family um you know just just get out ask questions know what's going on so that you can lead a
1: positive transition that's right and our third point on positive transitions this is simple and profound all at the same time is you can and should be positive in transition you can and you should this doesn't have to be a nuclear bomb that goes off. No, and
2: I I feel like here's the point with this one is that don't take the point of transition as an opportunity to now tell that person what you really think about them (laughs) 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 Uh, and anything that's, you know, in you that would say, well, if you would have been this way or you would have done that, or why did you choose to do that? Like once the transition is announced, that's the, that's not the time to go backwards. That's the time to lead forward and let the past be the past. Keep everybody's interest in mind. Of course, the church's interest in mind and jump out and start to lead for a healthy, positive. You want it to be positive. You want it. So if you want it to be positive. You got to lead with a positive
1: mindset. Absolutely. So. We've given everybody some things to chew on today when it comes to setting our mind for positive transition. Now we want to take a few minutes and we want to talk about the guidelines for positive transitions. Like what are the rules of the road here, here if, we go. if we're going to have a positive transition? Our first guideline, and these are important. These are these are the the rules of engagement, if you want to call it, of, of a positive transition is, and this is so important, Number one, make the unity and strength of the church your highest priority.
2: Yep. That's that's part of leading the way there is you just have to think in terms
1: of the bigger picture. You have taught us, I guess, that that the unity and strength of the church, you know, keeping keeping the baby intact is the most important thing. Right. That we can do. Right. And I, I have so valued your voice on that. I guess, over the course of time. Uh, number two, as soon as you have a recurring sense that you want to make a change, go first to your senior pastor or direct supervisor. Why is that That's important? what I was
2: talking about a while ago. Like when, when you go around, you talk to other people before you talk to your upline, your direct supervisor, your location pastor, or your lead pastor, um, you complicate this process. That's right. And you show disrespect and disregard for them um, as, your, as your leader and as your overseer. So the most honoring thing you can do, of course, a husband and wife have to chat about it. Um, there may be some there may be some dynamics where, you know, you have to potentially talk to a different employer or something like that. But when it comes to the people that are connected to you in the life of the church that's the people that shouldn't know before your pastor and leader knows. Um, so I would just say, as soon as you have <clears throat> even a sense that you're going to make a change, start the
1: conversation. I can already hear the question, though. Wh- what would you say to the leader out there that would say, well, but am I going to be risking my job? I maybe. Mean, I mean, what would you say to that person?
2: I would say, maybe so. But I would say, you've been given a job. So think in terms of the gift that's been, the blessing. The belief in you, you know, there's some. It's some ways that you could say, you know, I'm still going to think about the bigger picture, even if it means my job. And when you think that way, you literally tip the scales to where you won't be risking that. Like right? yep. where if you oversee that, those would be for me personally. I would want to move you quickly out of our organization if I feel like you have overlooked the consideration and concern that's right. of our church and me as your leader and pastor but if you honor that um then I'm going to be a whole lot more uh, prone to want to really process and consider you as well uh, in the change so that's so well said don't buy into that absolutely
1: but, uh, number 3 recognize that the senior pastor works for the church and all other staff members work for the senior pastor uh what do you mean by that <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, I get to choose who works for me and we get to choose who works in our organization. And so the hope is that people will understand that they don't do this, that they don't say do things like, well, I'm just I'm just uh, looking out for the the church. You know, I don't think this is right. Uh, and I'm representing the church to the pastor uh, and that happens sometimes in transitions that you put on the wrong hat and you start to go, well, there's people working next to me and around me that shouldn't have the job that they have. And so in the interest of the church, I'm going to go and transition and resign because I'm looking out for the church. So just understand who you work for. You don't work for the church. You work for your, your leader And then your leader has to deal with whatever the consequences are in the church. Like for me, um, I have to ask myself what every decision, how it's going to impact our church. Because in my mind, I work for the church. I'm the leader of the church. I know who I am. I know at the end of the day, I'm a pastor and I can't be ruled by the church. But under God, I have to consider and love his church. Like I'm responsible to love and consider what's in the best interest of the bigger picture. So good. I have to think that way. But then employees of our organization got to remember, but wait, I'm employed by my, by my authority, my senior pastor, my leader, and that's who I work for. So just keeping that straight can keep it simple and uncomplicated.
1: Absolutely. Number four expect nothing from the pastor or church you are leaving that has not been previously agreed to in writing. You got to remember when
2: I wrote these, I was writing out of experiences. So you're touching, you're touching nerves of memory here. Uh, Yeah. What happens a lot of times is that when people start down the road of transition, they have a I've been approached numerous times, not so much lately because we've got it straight, straighter or better. But in the early days, and this is going to happen in a lot of the churches that are listening, watching today, is that a a member of the staff already has framed up, I've worked for you five years. I have done my job this way, that way. Now, here's what I feel like I deserve in return from you. And when you walk in, you sabotage. You sabotage yourself and the process of a healthy, positive transition. If that's not in your contract, don't expect it. If that's not already something agreed to, don't expect it. You know, it'd be like me saying to someone, well, look, you don't have that vacation pay. I can't give you that because, um, you know, and, and you go, well, wait, that's, that's not in my contract. My con- we're going by the line. I have to always take a step back, and I have to say, okay, what have we agreed to and then I have to ponder and consider the process from that perspective. So when agreements are not made, assumptions are big. And assumptions kill all of us. And we all have to walk, watch out for assumption. No matter what that assumption is, we've got to watch out for it. Because assumptions undermine the positivity of everything that we do. Wow.
1: Wow, a lot to think about there. Uh, number five. <laughs> well, I just
2: think about it. Okay. absolutely. Number five.
1: Number five. Don't communicate your plans with church members. So, unless your pastor has released you to, don't communicate plans with church members. In other words, submit to the process. Yes. The timing. Yes. The verbiage. Exactly.
2: Let let your leader decide when, how we will unwrap this and communicate it. It might be as minimal as a, you know, um, a, a, a staff meeting. They might want to do, um, you know, a bigger group. If you lead a large group of the church, just let them decide that. Don't have a, don't have an opinion or how you feel like this is the right way to treat me and communicate and don't get out in front of the communication process.
1: Just out of personal though, I remember when I transitioned off our staff here at champion center, it's been almost eight years ago now. Um, you, we never made an announcement, like ever, <laughs> like like never. Maybe yeah. maybe this is the first one. Yeah, and um, I've been a volunteer staff for eight years, and yet it w- it was the right thing at the at that time, right? To just to posture it a certain way, and I submitted to that. I believe God honored it. Yep. I believe God honored just just the the, the posture and the language, keeping the best interest. So I just think it's funny. I, I didn't. Sometimes we want these big dramatic moments and and right. I actually found it was so much healthier to to flow with you in that. Yeah. And and follow your lead on that.
2: And all of that is interesting because it is but it is situation by situation yeah. step by step and again it's what's best for everyone. How do we how do we make this transition as smooth as possible in the bigger picture. So Totally.
1: Number six, this is a big one. Aspiring staff pastors should never start a church or accept a position in a church in the same city. So mm-hmm. there, there is there is a radius of respect right there around the house you've been a part of.
2: Yeah, I sat down with a young man who uh, was making this decision. We told about this at Team Church a year ago. And um, I asked him, this was in St. Louis, and I asked him, Years ago, thirteen, fourteen years ago, now uh, don't start a church out of our church. This is our home church, so yeah. don't don't do it. I know you could right now. There's a transition going on. You could make the announcement. Don't do it. Don't. I call it. Don't split the baby. Like don't yep. don't do that. Um, love the church. Love the unity of the church, and don't be part of any kind of division that could be created. So anyway, he honored that, and to this day I honor him. But what was amazing is that in those thirteen years. He ended up in great spaces and places where he grew. He became much richer, stronger in terms of his knowledge, his ability to pastor. And then in St. Louis, a door opened up, and he was able to go back 13 years later and pastor in the city that he wanted to pastor in in the beginning. But had he made that move early on, the story would be way, way different. His friends would be different, who he fellowships with. I don't know where he'd be today. This is what he would say, too. So it's not just about I ask him to do that. It's about a principle, and God honors that principle.
1: And he is living a miracle right now with the church growing and yep. thriving because there's a God factor there right? of, of honoring his house. And number seven... Uh, last point for us all today, staff pastors who decide to start their own church should not allow anyone to go with them unless the senior pastor suggests sending a team. Again, just honoring yeah. where you're coming from.
2: And, and it's worded again in a way where if if you go to your pastor, let's say your transition, you go and you ask, can, can I take such and such with me? Um, then possibly you've already leaned into that, thought about that and even communicated it to them. So you're putting that pastor in a really tough spot. Your position should be to want, be the one out front of that whole conversation to say nobody's going with us. No nobody can come with us. We're leaving we're leaving alone. This is the right thing for us, but you we're brought here, sent here and stay planted in your house and honor our pastor. I love our pastor. You love your pastor. This is just God calling us to what we're doing. So in other words, you be that first line of a voice. If, if the pastor feels like he wants to give you a team, and that happens often, yep. uh, and the better I think the outgoing pastor is about it, the more inclined that lead pastor is to say, I want to help you. Absolutely. Financially or with people. So, uh, but, but, but be the one who doesn't start that conversation or put it all on your pastor to be the bad guy to say, no, you can't go. You know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's just not fair to put him in that. That's like a child, you know, or a teenager in a home leveraging against their parents. So yeah. just don't put any leverage or pressure. Let them, let them be free of that. Own that responsibility that no one goes with you.
1: I want to thank you today for a great conversation. This is this is incredibly helpful and valuable and um I want to ask you one more question before we land the plane today and just let you talk straight to the mm. the the heart of teams watching. Um I really believe in the idea that when we honor God's church, God honors us. I think that's a prayer that I pray often over my own life is God, if I take care of your church, take care of me. Mhm. And I guess, to me, there's a God factor in all of this, that when we love the house, and this is the greatest thing I think you've taught our team, if you love the house, God will honor you. Yep. What would you say about that?
2: Well, I, I feel like that so often we forget that. And I'm talking about church leaders in general. We forget that it's all about the church. And Scripture teaches so clear. Christ loved the church. Yes. And he gave himself for it. So there's no situation in which we should allow ourselves to assume that it's okay whenever there's a selfish motive or a self centered motive to disregard the interests of the church. We have to always consider it first. What's best for the big picture? What can I do to honor? humble myself and honor the health, the continuity, the unity, the strength of the church. And whatever that is, that's what I want to do. And I don't think we ever should outgrow that. I don't Mm -hmm. think we should ever, um, you know, get beyond that. And that's why the greatest among you will be your servant. Because I think a lot of people assume that if you're the boss or the lead pastor, that you could do whatever you want to do. Not really. You can't. Um, you, at the end of the day, the interest of the church, if you're, yeah. if you're functioning in the authority of God, your interest is about the church and you will make repeated sacrifices on what you do, what you say, where you go, what conversations you have. Like for me, I'm always on social media. I'm thinking, not you know, like if it were me, I'd be spitting some stuff out there. <laughs> I'd be, I'd be spitting <laughs> stuff, but I have to back up and say, wait, I'm in God's church that I represent. I have to bridle that. I can't just do what I want to do. So in the interest of God's church, we all should be committed to that. And uh, at the end of the day, that's where we hear, well done. Is that we love the church like Christ loved the church.
1: Well, thank you, Pastor Kevin, for a great, meaningful episode today. And uh, we're so glad you joined us uh, for this episode of the podcast. In fact, if the podcast is resonating with you, it would mean the world to us. If you would uh, leave us a rating or a comment, uh, consider sharing the podcast with someone that you know. Also, uh, make some noise on social media. It means the world to us when you post, when you post it on your stories or or your feed. Uh, Help us get the word out creating a resource here for pastors and teams everywhere. Also want to encourage you to join us for Team Church one day coming up in early 2020. You can check out teamchurchconference.com for information on that. Until next time, Team Church, we love you. We're praying for you. We're believing God for the best for you and your churches.
0: This has been the Team Church Podcast with Kevin Gerald. For more information on conferences and events, check out teamchurchconference.com.